It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candice Gish. If this is your very first time tuning into the Divas, a huge welcome. The Divas That Care is now in its 12th season. We are listened to in over 30 countries and around the world, and it's because of all of our amazing tribe, our followers, everybody that's been involved with us, that we've been able to do this, to have these amazing individuals on our program, and And it's just so much fun. So I hope that you have a chance to check out all of our other past shows, all of our other hosts on the divasthatcare.com. All right. We have a really special show for you guys today. We have two guests instead of our usual one. So I'm really excited about that. So we're going to be talking some amazing topic today. But first, before we dive into that, I want to welcome Michelle Bateman and Travis Belage. Michelle and Travis telling us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, I'm Michelle Bateman, and we live in the Edmonton area. Um, We each have two kids. I have two daughters. They are adults now, which seems crazy weird to say. And, you know, we've each had our own individual journey of, you know, relationships that didn't work and putting our lives back together. And I just remember a point in my life where I thought I'd never be happy again and that I just had a shitty life and that was going to be the outcome that I lived. And it was a friend of mine who was dying of ALS and he was happier dying than I was living. And that was a huge wake up call for me to figure out how to be happy. Cause if he could figure out how to be happy dying, I should be able to figure this out. And so that began my personal journey in, you know, understanding what are my thoughts? What are my beliefs? How is that contributing to the life that I'm living? And when I changed all of that, my entire life changed. And I went from being a stay at home mom, feeling stuck and trapped to landing a job of my dreams. I left my marriage. I moved out. I rented an amazing home. A year later, I bought my own home. And I was really proud to show my daughters, you know, that no matter what life hands you, you have the ability to create something amazing. And a few years after that, then I started my own business as a single mom and having a mortgage. And, you know, it just transformed everything in my life to have everything that I ever hoped and dreamed of. And then I met this awesome man here and uh, we've been doing some amazing things together ever since. So that's kind of a bit about my journey and, you know, how I got to where I am today. And uh, I'm Travis Belanger. I'm a typical Alberta farm boy. I grew up on a farm. I'm the oldest of six and grew up in a typical, I guess you could call it repressed Catholic household and did did the typical thing where, you know, moved off the farm, had a couple of jobs. Then I went in, straight into the oil patch and worked on the worked on the drilling rigs for six years. Then I did a few other things. And then I started my own welding business. And I have a, I've had a contract welding business. I've been self-employed for 20 years now. And it has served me really well. But one of the things I realized was that later on, understanding a little more, taking some personal development courses, I realized all the stuff that was going on in this masculine world that I lived in was not necessarily the best thing. 
there's a lot of toxic behavior. And when I started doing personal development, I realized there's a need for more guys to be more vulnerable and more emotional and more real with themselves and understand what's really important. And so it kind of led me down this path of starting my, my business that I have now, Men on Fire, and the transition of going from a traditional welding business to a coaching business has been really awesome. The things I've learned are absolutely amazing. I've read um, well over 100, I'd say closer to 200 books in the last four years and done so much personal development that I realized that there's so much more to the world than just working every day and being stuck in that environment, the, the toxic masculine environment. And so, you know, now it's kind of a passion of mine to talk about vulnerability, healthy masculinity, healthy femininity, and how you can have su a, such a much better life by actually doing the work on yourself. I love that. And this is going to be excellent, guys. Thank you. And welcome to the program. This is going to be so much fun. So I, I love it. You know, you both have got your different um, coaching programs that you have, you've designed, and now you are working in a partnership. And this is what I, I find quite fascinating. And I want to talk to you why you decided to do some things together. Well, there's a little bit of a story that goes with that. And it, it's kind of the story of how we met. And it, it's, it's kind of, it, it's, kind of twisty but it's such an awesome story so I was um I was standing on a curb in San Jose I was at a business event down there and I was waiting for an Uber and there was another lady standing there a friend of ours that a mutual friend that Michelle and I we didn't even know that we had at the time and I get in the cab with the Uber with this lady to go to the same hotel and we get strike up this conversation about spirituality and masculinity and she's like oh my god we got to meet we got to talk later she goes her way I go my way six six months later I'm sitting at an event, a birthday party for a friend, and I run into her and I'm like, oh, Roz, how's it going? And she's like, what are you doing? And it's literally, it was a three question conversation. She's like, what are you doing here? Uh, are you single? And I'm like, yeah, I said, I'm single. <laughs> and she goes, what do you mean? I go, well, my last partner said I work on myself too much. So we broke up and she's like, oh my God. And it was like, somebody smacked her in the back of the head. Her head goes forward. And she's like, you got to meet this person. So she pulls up a picture of Michelle and she was like waving the phone around. All she sees is blur. And I'm like, what the heck? So then that night. But tell let's, I got to tell the backstory to that. So five <laughs> days before that, I had met Roz um, a while ago. You probably know Rosalind Fung. I met her at an event. We became friends right yeah. away. And so I was at her house five days before she saw Travis. And I literally said to her word for word, where are all the men that work on themselves? You need to find me one of those. Oh, no way. So when he says, oh, my girlfriend said I work on myself too much. She's like, oh my God, you need to meet Michelle. So she phones me at like 1030 at night. I just come out of an event and she's like, you need to call me. So I'm talking to her at 1030. She's texting him my number to call me. And uh, yeah, so. And it was that one of those situations, she wouldn't give each other's last names because we're both on Facebook. And she's like, no, you guys don't get to see what you're all about. I just want you guys to talk. And so we started that conversation at 1130. Well, she texted me a couple of times and I was so done with the social aspect of texting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I said, just a minute. And I phoned her. And we talked for eight and a half hours straight. We stayed up all night long. Oh my goodness. I, I literally put that my car amazing. hearts on. I said, I got to go to work. I put my car hearts on and I went to work that day. And then the next 14 days, we saw each other every single day and had the most amazing conversations. And our first date was the next day. And I sat in a restaurant across from her, across from the table from her. And I said, you know, 
I mean, you can imagine it was like an interview for the last, the previous eight hours, right? We yeah. checked all the boxes. Checked all the boxes because that was the big thing, right? What do you need? What do you want? What are your non-negotiables? What are what are your hopes and dreams? And it was like, check, check, check all of our boxes. So you guys are going to have even... to teach dating um, things for people these days. Yeah, the questions yeah. to ask, right? And so by the time we saw each other, we already knew that, you know, we were exactly what each other was looking for. And he looked at me in the restaurant and said, I'm all in. Are you all in? I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And so from the first date, we knew. That is so crazy. I love it. <laughs> and then the irony of that, um, a girlfriend of mine, a couple of weeks later said, you know, something, this was in the summer. So this was July. And she's like, Ooh, something big's going to happen in December. And I just kind of laughed at her and, and dismissed it. And then we got engaged in December, six months later, she's like, see, I told you, and you didn't want to believe me. I was like, Oh yeah, you did say that. And so we were getting ready to announce our engagement to the world on Facebook. And we both had our phones in our hands. And this video memory pops up on Travis's phone while he was waiting for me. He's like, oh, I don't, I don't know what this is. And he clicked on it. And uh, we knew we were at the Tony Robbins event together because we saw our girlfriend Roz there. He sat in the VIP section. I crewed the VIP section. So we always wondered if, if our paths had crossed. So he hits play on this video. He's at the event. He pans the crowd of 4,000 people. Yeah, and right at the very last Frame. bit of the video, Michelle's face is right there. She's three feet from me as I pan the cam the phone around oh, in and <laughs> sorry, it's always emotional for me when I talk about it. And it was just such a confirmation that and so yeah. So when I pan around, there's her face right there. And she looks at me and kind of like, oh, I gotta get out of your video. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, Oh my God. I said, we, did we know each other a year ago? And she's like, why? I said, you got to see this video. I said, you were in my video. And we didn't even, we hadn't even met That's yet. Insane. And then we figured out later on that I actually gave Michelle my gloves because it was so cold in there because Tony keeps his events really cold. And I actually lent her my gloves for the event. Literally, we figured that out two weeks ago because <laughs> the anniversary of that video came up and we were talking about it. He's like, well, I don't that remember much, crazy. but I remember giving one of the crew my gloves. I was like, holy crap, that was me. There's no words. That is just crazy awesome. Isn't it? Yeah, so it's a pretty cool story. We're pretty grateful for, for our story and how it was all just divinely inspired. And there's so many things that we've realized that we do together. Right from, right from I think, the first week of our relationship, I said, you know what I want to do? I want to have a video log on Facebook just for you and I. So we actually have our own page called Soldier Soul Souls Wide Souls Open. Wide Open, where we actually leave videos for each other, so that we, no matter what, we stay connected. Oh, I love so it's that. just a private Facebook group mm -hmm. that nobody can see, just us, and we just go live in there and leave each other videos individually, and sometimes mm -hmm. we do them together, and it's just a really cool diary of your relationship or if you you know are apart sometimes it's a way to stay connected that is amazing is that something that you recommend why don't you do this to help your relationship all the time all the time we leave each other like audio messages and video mm -hmm. messages and we we talk about the importance of you know how often do you tell your partner all the things you're grateful for them 
or how much you love and appreciate them and find creative ways to do that. So we do videos, we do audios, we have stickies all over our house. There's one on my coffee maker. There's some on the coffee creamer in the fridge. Like we just leave notes for each other all over just to remind each other that, you know, so great. I think more relationships need to do that. I'll have to talk to my husband about that also. Well, it's just a little, little way of like, they talk about having a, a gratitude jar and, and there's that one story about the guy who, you know, was not good at talking to his wife and he kept putting messages in his jar about all the things that he loved about her. And then it came to close to Valentine's day and his wife was actually ready to file for divorce. And then he gave her the jar of all the things he goes, I haven't been, I've been trying to figure out how to do this. He goes, but here, I want you to read this. This is, a, it was an everyday message he put in there it was one thing about her yeah. and it changed their relationship. Oh yeah. And so we do, we do live videos all the time and I'm very much about being impromptu. Like I did one this morning and she's sitting on the couch with coffee and she's like, I haven't even done my hair. And I'm like, perfect. I don't care if you've done your hair. Yeah. And we talk about things like I, I bought her a crown a couple months ago and I did a video and she's like, what are you doing? And I set it up on the tail on her desk. And I, I said, I said, I'm crowning you as my queen. And I gave her the crown. Right. And (laughs) I think that's great. And that's why we need (laughs) people like yourself, you know, talking and doing the group, I can see that group dynamics working out because we don't usually hear the man's point of view on how relationships work. And, and I I like how you guys are kind of working together on this. Yeah. And it's just, we hear from a lot of people that it gives them hope to one day find that relationship one day to find that person and we always talk about the importance of doing your own work first i knew who i was what i wanted what i valued what was my non-negotiables i was crystal clear and he was crystal clear so when we came together the conversation we had was i know exactly what i want what i stand for all the things but if you don't know that and you don't know how to communicate that to a potential partner or your current partner there's there's so much opportunity for disconnect and i've seen people get into relationships and years down the road they find out that one has wants kids and the other one doesn't well how did you not have that conversation in the beginning to make sure that you were aligned. And I don't ever remember hearing that, you know, growing up is, you know, is this person aligned to your hopes and your dreams and your values and the things that are important to you? Like for me, you know, drugs and smoking were a non-negotiable, not going there. And so those were some of the first questions we asked so that you don't get, you know, a couple months in and have all these feelings and then realize that this person doesn't align to the things that are most important to you. You know what? That's really smart. I actually seen a Facebook post the other day that somebody says, I think on the top of it says love doesn't always last or love isn't everything, something like that. And it said yeah. it takes work to, in order to build a relationship. Oh, that the last couple of years has got to put a lot of strain on a lot of relationships around the world. Is that why you're really wanting to work together now? A lot of it has to do with, we want to offer the stuff that we know to other people, because what's the point in learning something and not sharing it? You know, for me, I've always been very outspoken in my family and in my, in my community, I guess you could call it. And so I really don't care what other people say, about what they're going to say, you know, I'll share what I have to share. And if you like what I'm sharing, then we, we roll with it. Right. So, but learning something and then not sharing it with somebody doesn't make sense to me. 
And we know, you know, what didn't work in our past relationships and what has really worked for us now. And so, yeah, it's so important to share that to other people because, you know, we were just never taught these things growing up. That's really important. I remember one of the first things he said to me on our first date is he said, I want to honor you. And that was so important coming from relationships where I wasn't honored, where I wasn't valued. And he, you know, treats me in the highest level of respect and honor always. And that is very important. Okay. So Michelle, what is, what are you doing with individuals now that are approaching you that are having relationships? Do you have Travis come in and add him in once in a while to some of your sessions? You know, there's the option of that. And we've done that a couple of times, or, you know, the, the husband has talked to Travis and, you know, the women have talked to me, um, you know, there is the opportunity to work with couples together and individually, I think it's important. And what we hear a lot of people say is they really value the masculine perspective and the feminine and having, you yes. know, hearing both sides with whatever we're facilitating, because we, we have different takes on things. So I think it's really good to have men hearing the feminine perspective and, and women hearing the masculine and, you know, each one hearing the same thing that we just have more of a rounded idea. Yeah. Well, you know, and I've really enjoyed it also just listening to having Travis on the program today and listening to him talk. And like, this is a great perspective because I usually don't have a lot of that on our program because I mainly interview amazing women like yourself, Michelle. So to having a man come on the program and, you know, kind of talk about that, it, it's, it's really nice because I like that for me, I like the balance and I'm learning to do more of the balance within myself and then within my relationships. But having that, the male perspective is, I think for me, it, it was, it's really important. What's really cool about Travis is he's very masculine and he's very grounded in his feminine energy and his emotions and all of the things. So he can relate really well to women. They really, you know, value the gentleness that he brings and, you know, rugged men in trades can relate to him too, because he is very masculine. So he's one of the most balanced, grounded people that I've ever met in that. And I think, you know, there's just a lot of value for people in that. The big thing too, I think when it comes to women, women gathering together, <laughs> sadly, why do women get together and have so much to talk about? A lot of it is because they have had an experience with men or a man, and now they have something to talk about that's messed, completely messed them up. And I'm like, you know, if they, if men were more grounded and more, a little more in touch with their feminine and a little more vulnerable, women probably wouldn't have so many things to say about men. Cause I've, when I've gone to, when I first started dating Michelle, every woman's event I went to or couples event or just events period, the women would be like, we'd be sitting in the front row. And then all of a sudden they do get to the part where they're talking about men and they'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry. No offense. And I'm like, no, no, say what you got to say. It's all good. And yep. so realizing that that's how we're made, we're made to be together and we're going to have experiences and there's going to be things to talk about. Well, and I really like what you're saying, Travis, is because I think men have never been given that permission, right? It's oh. almost like they need that permission to be vulnerable, that permission to embrace their, their feminine side. And I think you are able to help these men transition to, to help them find that. I think more men want to, but they just don't know how to. And that, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Because I had an experience, uh, last year where 
uh, welder friend of mine came up from Calgary and he came to pick some stuff up my house. And we talked for probably a good half an hour, just all about all the things, life, work. And at the end of it, I said, uh, I said, oh, I said, uh, we'll have a good trip home. He goes, yeah, I don't know how it's going to go. He says, um, I think we might be getting a divorce. And I'm like, what? And it's so funny because they always wait till the very end of the conversation to, to bring stuff like that up. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, hold on a second. What's going on? Now picture me talking to this bald headed, tattooed, burly welder guy. And I said, what, what's going on, dude? He goes, well, you know, really they haven't been connecting lately and stuff like that. And I said, listen, just hold on a second. So I went in the house and I grabbed two copies of the five love languages. I said, dude, I want you to take this home and I want you guys to each read this book. So he gets about an hour and a half down the highway and he phones me and he's like, dude, and, and Nick could tell he was being, he was very emotional. And he said, I think you might've saved my marriage. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, my wife's read this book and she wants to read it together. And then a month later, here he is posting videos about all the things that he loves about his wife. And I'm just like, I've never had a man ever do that for me. And I am continually doing that for other men, telling them, ask your wife how you can support her. Ask your girlfriend how you can support her. Like, you got to have the conversation. The guy's like, oh, I got to write that down. I've heard that so many times. I got to write that down. That's really good advice. <laughs> and it's just second nature for us. Um, and we just see the impact that that has on our, our, our connection and, you know, our level of intimacy. And, you know, don't get me wrong. We do have things we disagree on as everyone does, we just can handle it in a really healthy, positive way where we talk about it. We talk about, you know, what might be triggering that, what from our childhood might be, you know, playing into the scenario. So we can just have a whole different conversation where something could have gone sideways, but we have the tools to manage that better together. And so what is next for you guys? What is it that you're wanting to do in the future here? Well, something happened last year, or was it the year before, at one of Michelle's events, and it's kind of given us a new project to work that we're working on. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, I bought the domain name, um, the apology, the apology, because Michelle had an event for her. She puts on these events um, where she gets a bunch of women together. What do you call that? Event? Create a life you love, and, and it's a three-day transformational experience where we, you know, <clears throat> look at what's holding us back? How do we move forward? What's important? How do you create a life you love? So, you know, by the end, it's, it's a lot of emotions, a lot of processing, a lot of things. And then Travis would come in on the last day and take photos. And so I said to him, do you want to say anything to the women from the masculine perspective? And I had no idea what was coming. And, and it wasn't long before that, that I started um, doing some work around Ho'oponopono, which is a Hawaiian forgiveness prayer. And it's the phrase, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And there's a little bit of a history behind it with a doctor and a, yeah. an asylum and all this. It, you can go look at it. It's very powerful. Anyways, I, I decided at that event, and it was very spur of the moment. I don't know what drew me to that, but I just did. And I said, you know, I have a question for all you ladies. And they're like, what? And I said, uh, you know, how many of you have ever experienced trauma by a man? And all the women put their hands up. And I said, how many of you have ever had an apology from a man? And one woman put her hand up and I said, I would like to do something with you on behalf of the masculine. I said, I would like to do the whole Ho'oponopono with you. And so I literally went to every single woman in the room and did the whole Ho'oponopono. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And I added some other words to it. But I think you're skipping over the biggest part was he just looked at them and said, on behalf of the masculine, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. 
please forgive me. And it was so powerful. Every woman was crying. I was crying. He was crying. Like it was just so powerful that even if that person hasn't been the one to apologize, that having an apology on behalf of the masculine was very, very healing for so many women in the room. And then it was followed up too by, I did this thing called a 20 second hug where um, I explained how, you know, the first three seconds of your hug is just like any hug you give everybody else. But after about five seconds, then it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. 10 seconds, you're like, what's this guy's agenda? <laughs> but after about fifth, between 15 and 20 seconds, you realize that when I'm hugging these women and this has transformed women's opinions, they've told me if that, if we wouldn't have had that experience, I would probably still think very negatively about men. And they're like, you holding me and just me just saying, I love you. Like you're a beautiful person. Like you're, I love who you are and feeling safe and holding them. Like I love them as the person, the human being, the wonderful woman that they are. Mm-hmm. And not being in any way being sexual or having any other agenda other than just to say, I love you. I see you. I, I see you. you. I acknowledge who you are. Mm-hmm. I acknowledge your beautiful feminine, divine feminine, and the divine masculine in me wants to honor you. Oh, and can I just ask you a question? That is something that a lot of people, like I question that if you, a lot of women probably feel that way. If a man touches them, it has to always be on a sexual way. Absolutely. And- and to know that, yeah, I can see that. That's beautiful. Hmm. Why don't you do that right now for everybody listening? Apologies. I think there's probably a lot of women listening that would benefit from a masculine apology. Are you okay with that? Candace? I am. I am definitely. This is this is what we love about this program is we love having the conversation. So you go ahead. I, I think this will be perfect. So on behalf of the masculine and to all the women out there, I would like to say I'm sorry for all the times that you might have experienced something negative, negative words, a negative touch, a not honoring touch. I'm sorry for things that we may have done without words that impacted you by not being vulnerable, by not being emotional, by not supporting you. And I would like to say, please forgive me. I'm just a man. I'm always learning. Please forgive me for my shortcomings. Please forgive me for not always being emotional and vulnerable and sensitive. And I want to thank you for being the divine feminine that you are. I want to thank you for being, for being the emotional other side. I want to thank you for being sensitive and soft and sensual and all the wonderful things that there is to honor in a woman. And I want you to know that on behalf of the masculine, that I love you, that my true masculine really wants to love who you are as a person, as a woman, as a creator, as a person who's able to create life, as a person who possesses so much beauty and sensitivity and softness. 
And I want you to know that I just, I love all those things about you. The softness of your voice, the shape of who you are. Just want to let you know that I love you. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Travis. That was beautiful. And I know that the women listening to our program today will really love that. Thank you so much. I want to thank you guys so much for coming onto the program and sharing with us. Would you mind letting our listeners know how they can get a hold of each of you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and that's the beauty of coming together and doing the work that we do together and then helping people do their individual work, which, you know, we believe is key to creating what we've created is the work we've done on ourselves. So, um, you know, you can join my soul tribe at souljourney.co. We would love to welcome you into our community with open arms and, you know, we do events in the Edmonton area. There's online events for people around the world. So we like to offer, you know, both things so that, you know, nobody feels left out. So you can connect with me on souljourney.co and you can connect with Travis at uh, menonfire.co. Yeah, menonfire.co. And I have a, the men's group and there's also a men's group inside that. Um, it's like called Ignite Your Life Brotherhood where it's just for men where they can have a conversation, they can come in and, and uh, leave posts, ask questions. Um, and then I have a men's group once a month as well, um, that where guys can come and talk, and they can just have a conversation and feel safe and say whatever they need to say and get things off their chest and ask other men how possibly they're dealing with things and maybe get some skills and some tools on how to get through life. Perfect. And Travis, is that online or is that in person? Uh, it's online right now. Give them the date, February 22nd, I think February the date 22nd. is. Yeah. So if you want to share that info with your, with your man, if he's looking for some connection and support. We'll oh, it's on the website. Yeah. I think it's February 22nd. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So what we'll do is that we'll post that on all of our social media after the program here and share it with all of our listeners. Thank you, Travis. Thank you, Michelle. It has been a pleasure to chat with both of you today on the program. Thank you, Thank Candace, you. for Thank having so us. We so appreciate what you do and the platform that you have. And we're honored that you would have us on again. Oh, you're welcome. I love having you on, Michelle. And as I said, it was great having Travis on. We'll have to have you both on as a couple again in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. Perfect. And a huge shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you so much. Make sure that you take the recording of this show and share with all your friends and family. I think it's really important to make those connections and to support one another through different processes that we're always going through in life. So make sure that you check out Michelle and Travis and make sure you check out all of our other programs on the divas that care.com. I hope that each and every one of you has a fantastic day and make sure that you do something kind until next time, everyone. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.